From Hollywood, it's time now for John Lund as... Johnny Dollar. Al Harper at Corinthian, Johnny. I have a case here you won't like, but the commission will be good if we beat it. How big is the policy? $200,000. I, uh, I'm afraid to tell you the rest. Why? It's in Hong Kong. You'll have to travel. Well, you haven't scared me yet. Is there something you're leaving out? Policyholders are people we've had trouble with before. Remember the Trans-Pacific Import-Export Outfit? Yeah. I sent flowers to the widow. Trans-Pacific was in Shanghai then. This is their Hong Kong place. Want to take a crack at it? No. But I will. Good. Al. Yeah? I'm scared now. Tonight and every weekday night, John Lund in the transcribed adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account. America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to Home Office, Corinthian Liability and Risk, Hartford, Connecticut. The following is an accounting of expenditures during my investigation of the Trans-Pacific matter. I found Hong Kong to be a city without simplicity, burdened with the tragic complexities of war. To fill the smallest want is a difficult and almost always expensive task. There's a shortage of everything. Food, water, help, places to live. Both the island and the city of Kowloon on the mainland burst with thousands of refugees who have moved from the interior. Over the bobbing head of my rickshaw boy, I watched many of them lining the streets, wailing for arms as we made our way to the offices of the American consulate. Life is very difficult here. Where are they all going? Many of them do not know. Where is the foreign to go? What do they do? How do they stay alive? Many of them do not. It is not like this in your America? No. Has it ever been? Well, there was a civil war once. The books I've read say that at times it was pretty bad. But not like this. Never. Yes, Mr. Grover. Louisa, would you ask Mr. Dollar to step in, please? Yes, sir. Mr. Grover is ready to speak with you. Thanks. Well, Hartford, Connecticut, huh? Sounds foreign. Mm, I suppose it would. Yeah, it's a pleasure, Mr. Dollar. Same here, Mr. Grover. Yeah, sit down. Yeah, insurance investigation, huh? Yes. Well, now, what's your errand and what can this office do for you? I'm here to investigate a claim filed by the Trans-Pacific Import-Export Company. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Will Meadows' firm. Uh, destroyed by fire last month. 100%. Or $200,000 worth to my company. Do you uh, know this William Meadow, Mr. Grover? I met him at the American Club now and then. That's about all. Hey, insurance investigators are hired when... When the company isn't satisfied with something about the claim... On this one, the fire was blamed on vandalism. Well, vandalism has become quite a popular pastime, crossing Kowloon especially. Do you suspect some sort of fraud? Frankly, we do, Mr. Grover. 
Trans-Pacific once had a branch in Shanghai. Mm-hmm. When the war closed in on them up there, their warehouse burnt to the ground, just like this one here. I see. And it occurred to a number of people in my home office that Trans-Pacific did much better by collecting on the insurance at that time than by going through the expense of liquidating. Mm-hmm. I suppose coincidence won't quite do it, will it? Well, now, how can I help you? Well, I'd appreciate some phone calls or letters that would give me some support from the fire department, the police. Mm-hmm. I don't suppose my problem seems very important out here. Well, just thinking that very thing. It's always the case, Mr. Dollar, on the fringe of war, very few individual problems seem very important. Nor are the individuals themselves in the end. I trust you'll keep that in mind as you conduct your investigation here, huh? I'll try to. Well, getting help, even time from the police or fire brigade, is one of those individual problems, but I'll do what I can for you. Well, anything will help, Mr. Grover. I uh, won't take up any more of your time. Hey, uh, elections must have been quite exciting back home, huh? Oh, yes, they were. I miss that part of home very much. Oh, be sure to leave your number with my girl. I'll let you know about the official assistance. Well, I came right here from the airport. I don't have a number yet. Oh, well. Pretty tough? Yes. As a matter of fact, almost impossible. The Occidental places are always filled. I'll tell you, you speak with my receptionist, Miss Vadris. Vadris? Yes, her father's half Portuguese. He might have accommodations. She's a charming girl. They're nice people. Oh, good. I'll ask her. And uh, thanks again. Oh, uh, Mr. Dollar, uh, just a matter of interest. Yes? The case of the Trans-Pacific import in Shanghai. You say your company was forced to meet the claim there? That's right. Was it investigated? The investigator they sent over was killed before he could build a case. Oh. They blamed his death on war conditions, too. They said he was robbed and knifed by starving refugees. Nobody had time to dig up the truth. Miss Vadris arranged for accommodations at her father's place on a street called Sing Wong, a hill of steps that climbs from the waterfront to the plush European residences on the top of Victoria Peak. I had a room that looked out on an alley. There was an iron bed, a chair, and a pitcher of water on a bamboo table. There were no other non-Orientals in the building, but I seem to be the only one that noticed it. The first night there, I was suffering from a combination of claustrophobia and loneliness. Feelings which at first made me glad to learn that it was she who knocked at my door. Hello, Miss Vedras. Hello, Mr. Dollar. Mr. Grover contacted a man named Harrison. He's at the fire control office here. Oh? Mr. Grover asked me to tell you that Mr. Harrison will see you tomorrow morning. Oh, that's good. Uh, won't you come in? Are you comfortable? Oh, thank you. Yes, I am. This is fine. I, uh, I don't have much to offer you. Cigarette? Scotch? No, no, thank you. I am very curious. About what? Why you are here? Business, if that's what you mean. It's uh, better kept confidential right now. Is there danger in this business? Why do you ask that? Because you are followed here, and you are being watched. How do you know? Oh, I know Sing Wong Street. 
I have seen this man, but not here. Where is he? Perhaps you can see him from the window. Wait a minute. You tell me where he is. I'll look. The shop on the other side. There are boxes piled near the door. Yeah. You say you've seen him. Where? I kind of remember that. I have just seen him. Uh huh. Well, no need to worry. There won't be any trouble here. You seem sure of that. I have the advantage right now. He doesn't know that I know he's there. Well, thanks for telling me about him. Perhaps you know who he is. No. I didn't think anybody knew I was in town. You will let us go on the watching? <laughs> Not much choice. But uh, let's talk about something else, huh? What's that music? Oh, that is love song. Two lonely people who meet near a river. Oh. In America, the songs are different. Oh, yes, I know. I like them. Do you know uh, many Americans? Oh, yes. At the consulate office, I see them all the time. I want to marry one. Well, I'd say he was a very lucky American. <laughs> you misunderstand. I do not mean there's only one. I want to marry an American who would take me from China. There is no other way. You hate it that much? There's nothing else to do but hate it. There's no good here, always trouble. The Chinese are patient people, but I'm not all Chinese. And I cannot make myself be patient any longer. I want to go to America where people thrive on impatiency. You know, I would think from what I've seen of them... The Americans are the most impatient people in the world. They say we kill ourselves that way. Heart and stomach. But still you live longer and better. Uh, what about your Portuguese people? Oh, they're gone. You think I'm bad to be this way? Oh, no. No, I didn't say that. I'm not bad. I... Hope you find your American, Miss Vedras. You want me to go now? Well, I, I think you'd better. I'll see you tomorrow. Yes. Good night. Three things interfered with sleep that night. The pleading in the eyes of the girl... The smells and sounds that drifted into my room from the restless, crowded city. And the watcher, who was still at his station across the street when I turned out my light. The toughest part of the case was that failure in Shanghai where the agent had been killed. It was a sobering memory. And for that reason, every face on Sing Wong Street was a suspicious one. In every group of Hong Kong Chinese, a potential assassin. With my watcher, the first to be reckoned with. Gun in hand, eyes on the street, I fell asleep that night watching him. The next morning, there was a different man in his place. I was followed to the office of Harrison, the chief of the fire brigade. Who had developed couldn't see me after all. So, with a morning on my hands, I decided to talk to William Meadow, the head of Trans-Pacific. Oh, yes, sir. 
Mr. Meadow at home? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, you give name, please. Who is it, Lim? Uh, American gentleman. Uh, my name is Dollar, Mr. Meadow. I'm from Corinthian Liability, Hartford office. All the way from the States? That's right. Let him in, Lim. Oh, you come in, please. What did you say your name was? Dollar. Hey, what's the matter with that company, anyway? This doesn't have to be unpleasant, They sit Mr. back Meadow. there in Hartford with nothing to worry about but Sunday's golf game. They don't know anything about the conditions we're working under. They do know that your fire here pretty much follows the pattern of the one in Shanghai. And of course it does. The conditions are the same. Including the starving refugees to kill and rob the investigator? I tell you this now. Careless people are dying here every day. It can happen pretty easy. Now, say what you have to say to me and get out of here. It's very little, Mr. Meadow. I came here mainly to get my reaction to you. I have. You jumped to the conclusion that you were under suspicion before I got through that door. You're on the defensive, so you must have a reason to be. Show him out, Lee. Oh, you come now, Mr. Dollar. Wait. More important, you're having me followed. So you must be afraid oh, of please, me. Please, Mr. Dollar. Hold on. I'm not afraid of you, Dollar, or what you can find or what you might try to do. Corinthian liability means no more to me than a bill I authorized payment on at the beginning of the year. My firm burned down here, and that dandy little company of yours is going to pay the claim. True, I don't like you snooping around. I don't like you coming here to my house like this. And you know it. No man would. That's the biggest parcel of information you'll ever get from me. Then I'll go elsewhere. Good idea. Have your dreams, Dollar, but have them someplace else. Go snoop through the ashes. They're cold. Mainly. Just get out of here. Oh, now, Mr. Dollar, please. I can find the door. Two things came out of that conversation with William Meadow. One, a reasonable platform to build a suspicion on. Two, a veiled threat in his reference to the agent who had been killed in Shanghai. Let me elaborate on that. Most all of what Meadows was saying to me was, this is my town and I run things. Anybody who gets in my way can get hurt. Hmm. It was a real nice situation, all right. I'd been threatened and I was being followed. Expense account item two, $7 for scotch. I rickshawed back to my hotel, locked myself in, and took up my vigil by the window. Same watcher, same kind of night. In a city where life was supposedly so cheap, mine began to grow expensive. Be sure to hear tomorrow's episode of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar, starring John Lund, who can currently be seen in the Universal International picture just across the street. Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar is written by E. Jack Newman with music by Eddie Dunstetter and is transcribed in Hollywood by Jaime Del Valle. This is Dan Coverley, inviting you to join us every day, Monday through Friday, when John Lund appears as... Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Remember, you meet adventure when you meet Johnny Dollar on the CBS Radio Network.